0: On the 401, the 401, just a typical day on the 401, you never know. Ontario, the
1: on the There we go. Well, it's the anthem for the 400 series highways. Anything that happens, basically. Was it not on the 401? It wasn't technically the 401. This was the 400, which goes north. It's it's between Vaughn and Barrie, Ontario. And this was the CTV News Report. Because I've never seen this being hauled or especially never spilt on a highway before.
0: Oh, my goodness. This is Celery on a major highway north of Toronto. A truck rolled over in the southbound lanes of Highway 400, spilling all this celery on the road. Traffic is being diverted off the highway while crews try to clean this up. This is going to lead to a closure that will last several hours.
1: Wow. Did you think a celery spill <laughs> would lead to the shutdown of the 400?
2: That celery must have been coming right from the farm. Cuz is that the is that the safest way to transport celery? It looks like they didn't have a, like the roof of the thing closed in. It was just like an open Almost like a
1: dump truck full of celery. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like an extended trailer. I don't know exactly what you'd call it, but it does, like a dump truck, have the canvas on top. So there's like a roller on top where yeah. it'll cover the so celery when, so it won't blow out. When the
2: truck ca- rolled over, yeah, then that, that came off. That canvas was, is attached like over. by a
1: bar. It's nothing, yeah. But yeah, I've never, I've never seen celery being transported, but there's a lot of it, and it makes a heck of a mess, but it could be a lot worse, you know? Yeah. At least it wasn't. A chemical spill or something. I hope the driver's okay. Uh-huh, looks like it. Uh, it would be satisfying to
2: drive through that because the celery is covering all lanes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole way. Yeah. Of the road. I mean, Like, imagine the satisfying oh. crunch. It'd be like bubble wrap. If you're the first car to drive over the celery. 100%.
1: Yeah, I, I want to try like, that now.
2: I like when... um the the accidents happen, and it's like uh, two things get spilled. Like if this celery truck collided with a Clamato truck and oh, a vodka God. truck.
1: <laughs> Everybody's running out of work for free Caesars? That would have been oh, fun. Oh, my God. First thing in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Right when there's a PGA uh, tournament on, that'd be amazing. Yeah, there's been some
2: wild uh, rollovers and spills across the Taz and Jim listening area over the past few years there's an apple truck yeah in in the Toronto area not long ago you remember July? yeah that
1: was july 2023 remember the saying
2: don't upset the apple cart <laughs> someone forgot to tell that truck driver <laughs>
1: big mistake And then we had the bees. (laughs) The bees was the craziest one because they fly away. I mean, that was near Burlington. It was this summer. Yeah, Yeah.
2: in Burlington, a bee truck, and I think it was five million bees got loose. That's insane. And I'm convinced that's the reason we had so many bees. Out there this summer, didn't it feel like there was more bees yeah. towards the end
1: of the end of the summer yeah. than there usually are? On a patio, I, we had to move inside. Like we ordered our yeah. food and then had to go inside. I, what? I can't prove it, but I suspect those are the Burlington truck bees. Mm. Now, would it, maybe if a truck full of bunnies spilt near the celery, it could clean it up. That now that would be perfect. <laughs> Isn't that more of a care thing, or does bunnies, oh, bunnies like the celery. celery too? Bunnies lost so cute. I need to show you some Instagram videos.
2: Well, that truck driver lost his celery, and depending on how kind his boss is, he may also lose his salary.
1: <laughs> oh, no. This
2: is the Taz and Jim podcast. Thanksgiving long weekend is coming
1: up this weekend. Jim, you excited? I have plans on Saturday with my wife, though. To, we, we we have a tradition. An ancient tradition both our families. Swiss Chalet festive dinner Saturday night. Going for it. Really? Love it. Is the festive dinner out already at Swiss Chalet? It must be. With the Toblerone and everything? Well, is that the Christmas verge? Because there's the festive dinner around Thanksgiving, and then there's a festive dinner around... uh, I don't know if it's called the festive dinner on Thanksgiving. I think it might be called something else, but the festive dinner is around Christmas for sure. So
2: you go chicken-turkey... Like back to back, you're going two different birds. Yeah, yeah. You ever do turducken, where you put the the duck, the chicken
1: inside the turkey, and then cook no, it? No? It's always terrified me the concept. I've never even been to a party where they where they've had that. Yeah. Um. Have you? I've had it. Yeah. Can you taste the difference between the meats as you're chewing? <laughs> Kinda. You, but then uh. you slop the gravy over top, and it's just
2: it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Seems like an abomination of nature to me, but. There was a photo that went viral uh, of turkey on sale at a grocery store in the Toronto area. And the headline was, look at the retailers gouging people just in time for Thanksgiving. The turkey costs $120. What? How big yeah. was the turkey? It must have been pretty big. Because I instantly I'm like, come on, that can't be right. I, I just pulled up the Real Canadian Superstore website here. And you can get a butterball frozen turkey. 5 to 7 kilograms for
1: $38. That's it, I was thinking 30 bucks, but yeah, 38. Yeah,
2: $24 for 5 to 7 frozen turkey, so there's different options. President's Choice, 38 bucks, Butter-Infused Young Turkey, okay,
1: (laughs) sounds kind of weird. Yeah, I want an old. I want an old turkey that's lived a full life, so I don't feel guilty eating it. Number one, don't call it a young
2: turkey. Come up with a creative name for it, like turkey veal. You know, (laughs) sure, yeah, yeah. We all know what veal is, but it's just it's just better than saying
1: young cow. Sure, sure. We don't call it cute baby cow when we're about to eat it.
2: (laughs) <laughs> What's for dinner tonight? Cute baby cow. Uh no thanks. <laughs> and then on Sunday we're gonna have some young turkey. <laughs> so Butter infused. If you if you saw that same photo and you started panicking thinking that turkey prices were through the roof, they're not. I don't know uh, where that was. Maybe it was like a truffle turkey or something. I don't know. some
1: fancy super downtown location in Toronto that just gouges people. I don't know. Maybe
2: the turkey was fed nothing but veal while it was alive. So it's a young turkey full of cute baby cow. (laughs)
1: Wow. Forget turducken. (laughs) You thought turducken was weird. The Taz and Jim
2: Podcast. Here's a message that came into the station yesterday.
1: Not going to listen to this station anymore if you keep talking about Taylor Swift. Three exclamation marks. (laughs) We've been talking about Taylor Swift, but we've been talking about how annoying
2: it is that you can't watch a football game without them talking about Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, it'd be one thing if we're like, Taylor Watch, was she at the game last night? But it's it, we're we're mocking how much the NFL is embracing that Taylor Swift has showed up. They're tweeting about it.
2: Yeah, they love it. Yeah, they love it a little too much. And it, we knew, like, for, first thing you said after that first game she went to uh, to watch her boyfriend Travis Kelsey play was, "This is going to get
1: old real fast." Yeah, and the fans are going to turn on her very quickly. And here we are. We're at the turn. Well, if uh, speculation
2: serves it's not going to last too long given taylor swift's dating history she does seem to move on quite regularly she needs new material <laughs> exactly and we have possibly what taylor swift's breakup song is going to sound like when she sings about Travis Kelsey. This is by the guy, and we've recommended this dude to you. He is so good at what he does. He does musical mashups and uses AI to, to create hilarious songs on social media. You can find them. There, I Ruined It is the name of the account. He has come up with Taylor Swift's potential breakup song about Travis Kelsey, when it does happen.
3: You stole my heart, you intercepted it <laughs> Now you're going have to accept it Did I meet your mom too soon? Or did I do what I always do?
1: Going back to her country roots a little bit But that sounded a lot like Taylor Swift Playing
2: Taz and Jim's Who's richer today Forbes magazine just put out A list of the richest Americans Okay, Some pretty rich people out there We could make One of our listeners a little bit richer With some Lotto 649 tickets here Carlo from the Creek How are ya?
3: Fantastic. How we doing, boys? Good. Good.
2: How are things in Stony Creek today? They're pleasant. They're very pleasant <laughs> They're Typical. Always are. Yeah. All right, we're going to give you uh, two celebrities head-to-head. If you get three out of five right, you're going to win. Who's richer? You ready? I'm ready. Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates? Mark
0: Zuckerberg or Bill Gates? Bill Gates.
2: Yes Nice Check this out Bill Gates worth $111 billion Zuckerberg What a loser Only $106 billion. <laughs> Catching up though
3: <laughs> Yeah He's getting that.
2: Okay How about Oprah Winfrey Or Vince McMahon mm. From the WWE mm. Oprah or Vince I'm
0: going with the big O I'm going with the big O The big O
2: <laughs> Yes yeah. Really Oberworth, 3.5 billion Vince McMahon 3.1 billion. Huh, okay. So another tight race what? but what? the big O comes out on top. <laughs> okay let's move on quickly here. Uh, what about now you may not recognize this name but Jacqueline Mars. From, okay. from the Mars Candy Bar Empire
1: Whoa, Wait, it's been named It was named after a last name this whole time Jack the planet
2: Jacqueline Mars from the Mars Candy Empire Or Ty Warner The creator of Beanie Babies Who's richer?
3: <sighs> I'm going Mars
2: Yes, Mars is way <laughs> richer Let's go 38.9 billion dollars And she's not the only Mars family member on the list. That's crazy. they're doing pretty good. I was surprised to find out that the Beanie Baby guy still has $5.7 billion, though.
1: Yeah. No, he's still rich, but all the people thinking they're going to make their fortune reselling Beanie Babies are all broke. Okay. Let's see if you can go five for five here.
2: Michael Jordan, NBA legend, or Donald Trump, former president of the United States? Who's richer?
0: Oh, that's a... Tough one. Uh, I'm going to say Trump.
2: There's your first wrong answer. Uh, Trump actually didn't qualify for the list this time around, which has to uh, bother to him a little bit. Yeah, he <laughs> fell off the list. You have to have at least $2.9 to make the list. Uh, Forbes Another Magazine loser. Richest Americans. <laughs> Another loser. Loser. Michael Jordan... He's worth $3 billion after selling the Charlotte Hornets. Man. He's done pretty well for himself. Okay. This is the last one here. One of these two is the richest man in America. Is it Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? Who's richer? Musk. Musk way richer. Really? What's he at now? Dominating the list. $251 billion. Damn, eh? (laughs) man. Bezos 161
1: billion still holy cow crazy honestly those two guys are richer than most countries totally yeah it's it's bonkers to think
2: Well, Carlo from the Creek, I know now the prize in comparison to what we were, the numbers we were just tossing around doesn't seem (laughs) as impressive, but you could win a nice little 649
1: jackpot here tonight. Sure, 5 mil for the classic, 12 mil for the gold ball. The Tass and Jim
2: Podcast. We were talking about how far Halloween decorations have come on the show yesterday. There's some really cool stuff. Uh, At Home Depot, I saw these like plastic skeletons where if you walk close to it, the eyes come alive and they're like animated. It's like they have LED screens in the eye sockets. Hmm. And they look back and forth. They spin around. It's pretty neat stuff. It's like the Cheshire Cat, it sounds like. you. Uh, you brought up those sheets and you see them. They pop up in your social media feed advertising them where you put a sheet over a window and it looks like there's ghosts running around in your house,
1: Jim? Yeah, there's a, it's, a, it's essentially a translucent projector screen, so you can project whatever you want. You, you de- generally, a, a specter or a ghoul. And they're very believable. They look awesome. Apparently, they work almost too good because this is a story out of New
2: York. Firefighters were called to a house fire last week. Turns out, it was just very convincing Halloween decorations. <laughs> Flames? Look at this thing. Yeah, understandable. Well, I
1: mean, come on. It looks
2: like there's a blazing inferno. There's three windows on the front of this house, and each window. Uh, obviously has one of these projector screens going, and it looks like there's a blazing inferno going on inside the house.
1: That's not even Halloween-related. Like, if it was a jack-o'-lantern and it was the candle of the jack-o'-lantern or something, like, what does that even have to do with Halloween? What else would you think? The gates of hell have opened in that house, maybe? maybe. But, I mean, if you see a body wrapped in burlap hanging from a tree, you can at least go, Oh, my God, okay, it's Halloween. You know, there's something could trigger. If you walk by and you see that, you'd yeah. be crazy not to call
2: 911. Or if you just drove by quickly mm-hmm. out of the corner of your eye, like, oh, my God, that house is on fire. Again, kudos to the people who make these Halloween decorations
1: because it looks like the house is on fire. What they need is a 12-foot skeleton with a fireman's outfit on just so everybody calms <laughs> down.
2: <laughs> the cool thing is, and kudos to the firefighters in upstate New York, they praised the decoration, said it was great, and let them keep it up. You know, a lot of times the authorities will overreact and be like, whoa, what are you doing? Take it down. There'll be total killjoys. In this case, fire department said, to our surprise, this was an amazing decoration. The display will be up Friday and Saturday nights for the public's uh, entertainment until the end of
1: October. Huh. How many more phone calls until they nix this decoration? Because I wouldn't say this is an overreaction. They're going to get more phone calls. Well, the worst thing that could happen is this house actually catches
2: fire between now and Halloween.
1: <laughs> Nobody believes <laughs> yeah. it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The average Canadian kid... It costs parents more than $350,000 to raise from birth to age 17, Stats Canada says. So that's a total. That's the total, yeah. So, um, child, so basically, uh, from this rate, uh, education. And childcare is fifty three grand. Yeah. Uh, clothing twenty four grand. Food sixty four thousand. Uh, health care fourteen thousand. Housing one hundred eight thousand. Miscellaneous thirty six thousand. And transportation seventy six thousand. And
2: this is before you even pay for their post secondary education, if they're going to college or university. Yes. This is so to this age is to 17. seventeen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, we should have saved the receipt. <laughs> Can we return them? <laughs> I just think that, I don't think my, I know inflation has gone up, but I do not think my parents spent $300,000 to raise me. I mean, I am yeah. just like, and I'm not saying they weren't great parents and they didn't spend a little bit of money here and there, but there's no way they spent that much money growing up.
2: Well, we're lucky in the Taz household because my, I've got a lot of siblings, so My daughter and my son, I think, are like 12 and 13 on the list of grandkids. And we have been on the receiving end of a lot of hand-me-downs. Because as parents know, when your kids grow out of something, you want it out of your house immediately. So my sisters... my uh, my brothers, they'll drop just, I'll come home and there'll be a bin on my front porch. Here's some clothes! And they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not my problem anymore. Sorry, you can't pick and choose. You have to take the whole bin. Yeah, yeah. And then you peel away before they can
1: throw stuff yeah, back. Yeah, but
2: my kids love it. They get the hand-me-downs and, uh, you know, it's like a shopping spree in,
1: those, in yeah. those Rubbermaid containers. And just for my immediate family, we had six kids in our family, so maybe they spent $300,000 on, on, on the first kid. one. And by the time they got to Christina, the youngest one, it was probably $18,000. Trickle down economics <laughs> <laughs> always works, <laughs> but if you're on the higher end, this is the high, if they're on the higher income. If you if you're like a multi millionaire, you would spend five hundred and twenty one thousand. If you were on the lower end of the income, it's two hundred and thirty eight thousand. So there is a still different a expectation. Lot, though. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred eighty is the lower end. Two two thirty. Two thirty eight. Yeah, still expensive. <sighs> God. What we need is for the kids to start paying their fair share. We need to be like the Mennonites they have to work for. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, work out in the fields, pay your way through. How was the barn raising today, Grayson?
2: <laughs> How many barns did you get up?
1: Yeah. Did you scythe the whole field? <laughs> then at least it would be worth it. Yeah, you get something out of it. All you have now is companionship and love? Boo! Ugh,
2: not worth it. <laughs> you know how much companionship and love I could buy for $350,000 elsewhere? Oh, yeah, a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking
1: yeah. Oh, you meant OnlyFans? <laughs>
2: a dog. No, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a pets. <laughs> Time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. Bummer. Leafs lost last night. Now they have their work cut out for them. In the wild card matchup against the Minnesota Twins, Dev,
0: there is no margin for error for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, now, you know when you have a best of three series, it goes by quickly, and uh, it came at the game came at the uh, Jays fast yesterday. Uh, first inning, Twins jumped on the Jays uh, by half the game. The Twins had scored uh, all their runs; only took three to win. So the Blue Jays need to put everything on the line tonight. They've got the bullpen, they've got the pitching to do it. Is the off going to come through? That's the question.
2: Game starts this afternoon at... 4.38. This is one thing I do love about baseball. You know, NBA, they're having playoff games that start after 9 o'clock at night. On the West Coast, yeah. Yeah. We're watching baseball at 3.30 yesterday afternoon. That's a early bird special, <laughs> pun intended. Has <laughs> <Taz> style.
0: <laughs> it's even it's even later sometimes. Like they've had some games, you know, at twelve thirty when the Jays were playing the Rangers back, you know, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Like those games, like they were going all day long for twelve hours, almost. Uh, you know, nine twelve was beautiful, and Love still it's great.
2: So the Jays uh, shouldn't be that embarrassed about losing last night. It was a close game, and if you looked in the crowd. There was a lot of Toronto Blue Jays fans down in Minnesota. Probably more Blue Jays fans in Minnesota yesterday... Than there were Tampa Bay fans in
0: Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Ray fans continue to be the absolute worst in all of sports. So the Rays on uh, Tuesday set a record <gasps> for the lowest number oh. of fans <laughs> in a playoff game in a non-pandemic <laughs> situation since nineteen nineteen. So there's nineteen wow. nineteen.
2: <laughs> so there is. So for they
0: a hundred
2: years ago yeah you had
0: to take a horse to the stadium <laughs> and the stadium was a quarter of the size they had 19,000 and change in Tampa for this uh, game and uh, back in 1919 the Cincinnati Reds had the have the record of 13,000 Uh, Over 100 years ago, but that was, you know, I'll give the Cincinnati Reds a break for that being 13, you know, 100 years ago. There
2: was only 14,000 people in Cincinnati back then.
0: (laughs) How terrible are Rays fans where you've got a team that consistently. is always good. Like, the franchise always puts a winning product on the field. They never get any support from ownership because they're cheap, but you always win. So, yeah. where's See, the fans?
1: Yeah, it's like the Miami Heat have the same problem. Florida Panthers, I don't know if things have changed, but they used to have that problem. They had a great season, but it was hard to put people in seats. Tampa Bay, like I thought Florida was the the baseball yeah, well, state.
2: They're, they're spoiled in Tampa. They They've, in the past decade, won a Super Bowl. They've won Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. They uh, have a good baseball team, so maybe it's just too much. Too much to handle. <laughs>
0: too much winning, Dev. They're sick of it. Yeah. I hate Tampa Bay. Wow. <laughs> like, go out and support your team. How many people were there yesterday? 19,000. Hmm. For a playoff game in which the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, they they have some injuries they have to overcome, but they could go, you know, all the way. I mean, never, ever, ever count out the Tampa Bay Rays. The Taz
2: and Jim podcast. Devin Peacock is with us. He's he's our sports guy. He was going to take off, but then he brought up a term that uh, caught our attention. (laughs) The tush push is being talked about in the world of football this week, Dev.
0: The tush push, otherwise known as the brotherly shove... In In Philadelphia, maybe? The Philadelphia. So (laughs) the the Philadelphia Eagles have turned the tush push into an art form. It's basically unstoppable with uh, Jalen Hurts running it. So basically, it's a version of the QB sneak, except uh, think of the QB as the Oro stuffing in a cookie. Oh and boy. then they uh, they just everyone just shoves forward. So you have the linemen shoving forward, but you also have the running backs and you know the tight ends pushing the quarterback forward to get the yardage. Yes, that you need. and the defense is the
1: milk you are plunging it into. Yes. yes, okay, you're dunking the
0: cookie Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in
2: the defensive cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Mannings, Eli and Peyton were
1: talking about the
2: tush push
1: on Monday. Yeah, this wasn't about the that game. Uh, this was Giants versus Seattle.
0: See that hey, that left that guard's got to get his hand more on the butt. He's got to get it up in there a little more. He's not pushing push. hard enough. He didn't get a push. Yeah. Pre-snap, he's got to have his hand on the butt and then yeah. go, right? Well, you, he waited. You see, he's got, he's got, got no space. No. He's got no, a no chance in the that's board. gonna work. You gotta push. The right butt cheek specifically. Yes. Each, each of them got a butt cheek. They got to get. Yeah, that is disappointing. Yeah. I think each... I mean, there's three, there's three guys back there. One takes each cheek, and one goes right down the middle. There's room in there.
2: <laughs> there's room in there. <laughs> Eli's face
0: is just... Uh... <laughs> so there was some tush-push injuries yes. this weekend. So the Giants uh, tried to do the tush-push against uh, Seattle on Monday. It f- uh, was unsuccessful, and and two players on the Giants got injured. Their center and their tight end uh, tweaked themselves, hurt a knee as they were doing the tush push unsuccessfully.
2: What was the problem? There wasn't enough cushion for the pushing? Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows if you're going to push a tush, there better be cushion. Oh, yeah. There
0: was absolutely no coordination for the tush Too push. much bush? <laughs> <laughs> Moving
2: on. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Got a text message here. It says, hey, Taz and Jim, I was on the website trying to find the growing competition that you've been talking about. I'm wondering where I find all the awesome
1: pictures of the plants. Thank you. It's not on the website. It is on the Taz and Jim Facebook page exclusively. That's where you can see all the photos. There's an album up there. That's also where in the comment section of that album, you can post your photos and we'll update the album. Or you can just send us a direct message on Facebook as well. And there's some good ones rolling in here one of the things I suggest is standing beside the plant so you yeah. can get a good uh, Frame scale. of reference. Yeah, and this guy, shout out to Phil Critch, who put his grandma next to his plant, <laughs> yeah. which is genius because she could be 5'10 or she could be 4'3. I don't yeah. know, but it makes the plant look huge, right? And grandma
2: looks like she's very happy enjoying <laughs> a nice sunny day there. She's enjoying her medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's eyes are, are, are doing fine now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cataracts aren't an issue anymore. (laughs) Grandpa's medicine used to be whiskey. Now it's just straight up THC. Uh, We got uh, Leslie with a very nice plant. Just right. It's funny because now the people are growing them right next to their house where they would be growing their perennials or whatever. If you weren't paying attention and you drove by her house...
2: If you put Christmas lights on that, yeah. you'd think it was a Christmas tree.
1: It's very Christmas tree-esque, the shape. Yeah. Chad's got a nice, I like the close-ups of the buds too, so he can really appreciate it. He calls it my little stank house. I'm assuming his neighbors would call it that too, probably, if it's the good <laughs> stuff. Man, uh, these skunks are bad this season. Yeah. <laughs> Lois, uh, I love the names too, She's her, her strain is called God's Slurricane. So uh, she's got a nice plant there in a pot, still not typically in the not in the ground itself, but still nice.
2: Yeah, include what you're calling your strain too, I like because that. the marijuana names are always uh, clever. They're always funny.
1: Yeah, always always fun. And I mean, I think Mike Glasgow has got it going on with these buds. There's they're a little leafy here that he's he sent us the picture of, but the buds are so massive that I think if you trim that back. He's got something very special to show us. Now, we, we, uh, we are going to do the draw in a few days here. <laughs> not the draw. We're going to... Sorry, not the draw. We're yeah, going to the judgment here. We've got a judge yeah. who's coming
2: in. As, as every year with the Stonely Crop Championship, we find uh, a judge that is held in the highest regard to come in and make the final decision. And we have a panel of judges looking at these pictures to pick the finalists. So
1: we will come up with the finalists by the end of the week. Yeah, I ran into a bit of a problem, though, Taz. What is and it? And it's very fitting for the contest we're doing. I can't find the trophy. <laughs> There's a. St- I made this beautiful trophy, the Stonely Crop Cup. It's a parody, basically, of the Stanley Cup, and the last Does year's last winner Does last year's winner ha- still well, have I- it? I sent him a message, and I said, Corey, because he was very proud. He had it for about a month. And I said, hey, man, do you still have the Stonely Crop trophy? He says, no, I think you came and got it. He said, actually, I read up through my messages... I brought it to Kellogg's in December and gave it to Taz in the parking lot, and he gave me a Luke Combs CD. Do you remember this? Is he a stoner? Am I a stoner? What happened? But I'm sure you (laughs) probably- Am I I getting a contact, (laughs) Ty? I I, I bet you you probably gave it to me after. I don't remember that, Anyway. We'll find it we'll and if not, it, you'll baby. make a new one. And it'll be better. Yeah. If possible. Upgrade. Yes. Uh huh. So anyway, typical stoners. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> <looks> where's like- <laughs> our trophy? <laughs> Imagine if they lost the Stanley Cup. It's God. happened.
2: Damage, lost. Sure. Been in the bottom of the pool. That's why they have multiple Stanley Cups. Yeah. Lesson learned. We need multiple Stonely Crop trophies. And we need a guy, a permanent
1: employee who just looks after it.
2: Taz and Jim on Facebook if you want to check out the pictures of the plants with our big gardening contest going on right now. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Uh, Jim, we talked about how you're at a wedding on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I saw some videos from the celebration that your wife Sarah posted online. Who got married again? It was her brother? Yeah, her brother Alex to Zare, his, his now wife. I noticed you were one of the chair lifters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have never had the opportunity to be at a party where you get lifted up on a chair, and I've always wanted to do
1: that. Me too. You see it in movies all the time, and uh, Zare is actually Jewish, so this is a Jewish tradition. Right. And so finally I attended one of these weddings, and... Uh, we wanted to get her up on the chair, too. She didn't want to do it, and so we're like, let's not even ask Alex. Let's just make him do it, and he was totally down. Yeah, and different cultures are right
2: into the, the chair hoisting. I, yeah, I've been to a Eastern Greek, Europeans? Greek yeah. wedding, and they did the the groom and bride were on the chairs. and It's a good tradition. It's fun. It is fun. Surprisingly uh, heavier, I'd say. Even though you got four guys,
1: it can be pretty heavy with all the movement yeah. and dancing around. It lasted you gotta be careful two minutes before we were like, "That's I think the novelty's over and my arms are getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was all in good fun. Especially, we, we missed, there was like a traditional song playing that was like, did, 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 more like that. It wasn't that song, but it was like the song you hear on movies when they do it. And we missed our time frame, so we did it to a different song. So my only regret is that we didn't do it the, during the traditional Jewish song that we should have done it to. But... We still got it done. It was a
2: success. I'm sure yeah. there's stories of the people falling off the chairs because there's oh, alcohol yeah. being consumed and
1: they fall into a bunch of candles. The booze gets pushed over, <laughs> giant flames. <laughs> the bride falls into the cake. Yeah. Oh no! Grandma's in the wheelchair. She gets pushed towards the stairs. Oh.
2: Yeah, it's on my bucket list. I, and now it's uh, I'm not getting easier to lift on a chair, so I feel bad for all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have Hopefully, to be you don't down have to there. get married again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's thinking, like your son or something. Maybe, maybe at my 50th birthday party. Sure. Yeah. Retirement party, something fun like you guys that. You it's going to place me up there. It's a good test as well. It's almost like an audition for your pallbearers. Oh, my
1: God. I never thought of it that
2: way, but you're right. Good point. It's like Jim was a little weak on that front corner of the yeah, chair. Yeah. I don't know if I trust him with the casket. Yeah, maybe he's more <laughs> of a reading guy at the studio. Right. Not
1: much of a pallbearer <laughs> guy.
2: The Taz and Jim Podcast. We have a, uh, a Pudos to give out here. Now, if somebody does something great, we give them a Taz and Jim Kudos.
0: Kudos.
2: That's a good thing. Pudos. Pudos. That's the opposite. It means you did something stupid. And there's some YouTubers who did something pretty stupid, had to be rescued by authorities after trying to spend
1: how long on a raft in Lake Ontario? The goal was seven days stranded on Lake Ontario. There's actually a Mr. Beast video. He's the most popular streamer on YouTube uh, who did a similar thing. So these guys kind of ripped off the idea and they said, well, we're going to do it on Lake Ontario. So they set off uh, onto Lake Ontario in like not. A boat or anything—literally a dock that you would have docked outside your Muskoka cottage or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like it's—it's it's a about, wooden raft. Yeah, and it's like eight feet by eight feet. Maybe there's no uh, canopy or anything. They just supplied themselves with some water and some food.
2: They had a tent, I heard, and and a couple of lawn chairs on
1: there. Yeah, and by tent it was something that they had to erect during the day. Like it wasn't built into the. Like they didn't plan ahead at all. So here's them kind of laying it out, explaining the challenge. We're on a raft in the middle of. Lake Ontario, and we're going to try to survive for seven days. We're on a raft about 10%
2: the size of the one Mr. Beast was on. We're going to try to recreate his video for 1% of the budget.
0: Yo, look around us. We are so far from land. This is uncomfortably far.
1: Guys, we got all the supplies we need here with us. We got food, water, chairs. So they got dragged out there by a jet ski, slowly pulled out to the middle of the lake, and they they shoot a... or launch a drone... Uh, with a camera on it out there. And you really, you can't see shore. They're in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to give them a bit of credit.
2: I hate to do this, but my kids are YouTube addicts. They Mm -hmm. will sit there and watch these ridiculously stupid videos featuring these unbearably annoying people (laughs) for hours at a time. They all kind of talk the same yes. like these guys they, they they're admitting yeah we wish we were Mr Beast hi we're going to talk like this welcome to our youtube channel blah, blah, blah. they all have the same way of speaking like we're on a raft in the middle hey, of lake ontario and
1: we're going to try to survive for 7 days
2: i i i thought it was all fake i didn't think that you could go out on lake ontario for one day and just film enough footage that when you spliced it together, it looks like you're out there seven sure, days. Sure, like
1: these Survivor Man videos and all those reality and shows I figured, that were happening. I yeah. figured
2: that's what they'd all been doing, but these guys actually were going to stay. Yes, they're that on stupid. This, Taz, this little raft for seven days. Yeah,
1: and despite the fact that there was impending storm warnings, everybody knew the forecast was going to be the hardest part of the challenge. So. They uh, were out there for barely even 24 hours. They put their tent up. It started raining. The tent wasn't doing anything. So in the article, it doesn't say if they called the jet ski guys to come back or if the police or the authorities called the jet ski or got a hold of these jet ski people when they knew that uh, these guys were out on Lake Ontario. But the jet ski that originally dropped them off came back, hauled them back to the the dock where they launched the raft in the first place, and then there was a bunch of police waiting there uh, for them when they arrived.
0: You got the police? Oh, yeah, they're waiting for us right there. Oh,
3: shit.
2: Have you ever seen this before?
0: No. I'm at a loss for words. This is definitely a first step. <laughs> can't believe we're wanted right now.
2: So, is there like, if we were to do something like this, should we call in you advance? You should and not. Let the- be
3: <laughs> okay. Fair
1: hey guys yeah yeah if i catch you out there without a life jacket there's no more warnings <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were. That's the another thing. There's one thing I'm a big believer in when it comes to safety, and it is life jackets. They didn't like, have any life they jackets. They had no with life jackets. Them? They don't look like strong swimmers or athletic people. Um, so that's just the stupidest thing ever. The police, I guess, they got somebody on shore saw this raft way too far out somehow Call and them. called the police. So the timing worked out. There, the police showed up on time. I together. love the
2: police or no nonsense there. Hey, isn't this great? We were spending like just like Mr. Beast. We were going to be on the raft. For th- no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have
1: you ever seen any anything like this before, sir? <laughs> All no, right. and I hate
2: you. Would you we're going to spend eight nights in jail. <laughs> so then, can we survive jail for eight nights? Because we're morons. All
1: we have is three cigarettes and a shank. Can we do it? <laughs> <laughs> They're
2: probably making thousands and thousands of dollars, though, making these dumb videos. I know. That's why I will not say the name of the YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. No, screw them. The morons on the raft.
1: And how much money? I mean, it's not the biggest operation uh, that the police were at the shore, but if the police had to go out and rescue them and the Coast Guard or whatever the Canadian equivalent is had to go out and get them, that would be $100,000 probably, you yeah. know?
2: They should have to pay for the police uh, resources that were wasted mm-hmm. by them. Or new rule. We're leaving you out there. If you want to survive, (laughs) it's on you. (laughs) Seven days. Let's make it three weeks. (laughs)